Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the federal NDP, former leader of Her Majesty's opposition. I guess if you were still there, it would be His Majesty's opposition. Yes, Thomas it would Mulcair. be. Yeah. Yeah. Are you QC, incidentally? Um, um, no, we don't have that in Quebec. We had uh, Advocat Emerit. But what we do have is, of course, the Privy Council, and I am a member of now the King's Privy Council for Canada. Exactly. The QC, yeah. of course, is the, the other council. The was KC, the Queen's Council. The King's yeah. Council. Yeah, we, we, we don't uh, have those in La Belle Province, but uh, we've got something else. But I, I, it is a really select club, and I believe um, with the recent passing of Bill Blakey, I believe just Ed Broadbent and I are the last two NDPers who are still members of the King's Council for Canada. So uh, a couple of polls came out on the weekend, one of particular interest. It shows that Canadians still, by a fairly sizable majority, believe that the federal government had no choice but to declare the Emergencies Act. I get it. The inquiry's not over, but it doesn't seem to be moving the needle if there were people hoping that this inquiry would make everybody go sour on Justin Trudeau. I think that Trudeau's going to win this one simply because he wasn't in charge of the initial decisions. I mean, John, when you look at the, the gong show that was the Ottawa police at the, the upper echelons and not taking anything away from the extraordinary women and men who were in uniform trying to do what they could, but at the upper levels of the Ottawa police, it was just completely out of control. The head of the Ottawa police, of course, had to resign in the middle of this as they were bringing in the Emergencies Act. So I think that that becomes the out for the Trudeau Liberals. They get to say, look, we were not responsible for what got us there. Yes, there were probably things that could have been done by the police to avoid getting to the position where we had to bring in the Emergencies Act. But I think that he's going to have an out with that. It's also interesting, and it gives us a chance to, to move into the other big topic that you were just referencing before you and I started to talk, which is the use of the notwithstanding clause in the current labor dispute, because it's intimately related to whether or not Trudeau has the power uh, you know, to, to move in on provinces when they're doing this sort of stuff. That's the argument you're sort of getting. Why wasn't the federal government doing more? And the answer was, well, because there was the province of Ontario that had the OPP, you had the city of Ottawa that had its police force, and no, it wasn't up to the feds to move in right away. What we see today is Doug Ford using the notwithstanding clause in a labor dispute, saying, doesn't matter what your charter rights are, freedom of association, your freedom to negotiate collectively, to be part of a union, I'm sweeping all of that aside because... There are other rights involved here, like education. Great paper written uh, by the much-regretted uh, late Premier of Saskatchewan, Alan Blakeney, on this idea of conflict of rights within the Charter. And, John, it's worth mentioning that today, in Quebec's highest court, its Court of Appeal, the case of Bill 21, which removes charter rights to freedom of religion in the province of Quebec, and that's going to be getting its first real airing before the courts. So this is all happening at the same time. And it, it's a huge honking issue. You were referencing, you know, former administrations like Mike Harris in Ontario. These are fights that sometimes governments want. But I was looking at the numbers over the weekend, and it looks like for now, because that could change as this thing sours. But right now, most people in Ontario are saying Doug Ford didn't do his part to try to bargain in good faith and get this thing forward. And indeed, we are talking about charter rights. Well, speaking of which, uh, Justin Trudeau, I thought he was just going to do it once and then move on, but he continues to bang the drum about Doug Ford yep. using the notwithstanding clause. Here's one thing he had to say. Instead of the federal government having to weigh in and say, you really shouldn't do this, provincial governments, it should be Canadians saying, hold on a minute. You're suspending my right 
to collective bargaining. You're suspending fundamental rights and freedoms that are afforded to us in the Charter. The Charter of Rights and Freedoms cannot become a suggestion. Okay, so um, Thomas Mulcair, I don't know if he has necessarily a game here, but I honestly thought when he spoke against this last week that he probably gave Doug Ford a warning by phone. Listen, I'm going to call you out today, but then I'm going to move on. But no, he's he's continuing to harp on it. He's digging in. But what's happening also, I just referenced the fact that the Quebec courts are going to be looking at this Bill 21, which it should be recalled, removes equality rights for, for based on religion. So if you're a Sikh man and you happen to wear a turban as an expression of your religion, even if you've finished first in your class in police tech at Sejap, you're not allowed to become a police officer in the province of Quebec. If you're a Muslim woman and you were hired in the Maghreb to come and teach French in the Quebec schools, Oh, they changed the rules and you're no longer allowed to wear a headscarf. That's a representation of your religion. Or you can't become a prosecutor if you happen to wear a kippah. So this is what's before the courts right now. And what's interesting and galling for a lot of Quebecers is the glaring difference between Mr. Trudeau's high horse that he's using with Doug Ford and he in and the crickets we get uh, in the province of Quebec, he will not take on Francois Legault, won't say a word about it. He and David Lametti, his attorney general, they've done nothing uh, you know, to send this thing to the Supreme Court, which is the first move that they should have taken was a straight reference to the Supreme Court. Instead, it's mostly Muslim women who have been fighting this thing. It's been wending its way through the courts for years. And right now, we're still only starting at the Quebec Court of Appeal. We're still a long ways away from having this thing before the Supreme Court. So Doug Ford, by the way, is also in a bit of an odd position because he's going to be lecturing people about the obligation of teachers and unions to obey the law that he just brought in. And yet he's been summoned to appear before the emergencies commission of inquiry that you and i just spoke about he's refusing to obey a legally issued summons to appear before a formal commission of inquiry and he's the premier of the province so he's uh, certainly on thin ice when it comes to lecturing other people with regard to respecting the law thomas Moncare, thank you very much always a great talk great to talk to you john